You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back okay. to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today to chat. So I am going to go ahead and turn it over to her so she can introduce herself and let you know where you can find her online. Hi, my name is Anna Marie Green. It is wonderful to be here. I am an intuitive therapist. So I'm a professional intuitive, a licensed therapist, um, and a mom who is on a mission to help people navigate life's darker moments through energy work and psychology. So it's really cool because I get to combine, you know, my two loves, which, you know, I'm a licensed therapist with a background in social work and then um, the energy work to help you guys meet your goals faster and understand mental health um, and on a deeper, on a deeper level. And you can find me on Instagram at Anna Marie F green, um, or my website, annamariegreen.com. And I love that. I think that is so interesting. And I would love to chat first. What, how did your path start? Like what sort of led you to this very specific kind of area? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, been in social work since undergrad, but then the intuitive work really started to happen when um, I lost my partner um, in 2019. And I started to like dip my toes into be like spiritual topics. Um, so I, I, I went to a medium and, um, and then I started to, you know, watch different intuitives and different people who did a lot of energy work and things online. Um, and when I became a therapist in 2020, I didn't realize at the time, but I would get a lot of intuitive downloads. I would just be able to get clients to the root cause and like to their goals a lot faster than my colleagues. And I was like, there has to be something that I'm missing that the people around me, you know, aren't having the same results as I am. And then when I went through an intuitive um, certification program where we learned different healings, how to do energetic readings, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, is really when I was shown the method of that I use now. And because I have that background in, in psychology and therapy, all that kind of stuff, I'm able to understand, you know, what I receive intuitively and what I see energetically a lot deeper. That is a really interesting perspective then that you have, because yeah. I think a lot of your colleagues would not be going about that the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Therapists, the therapy industry is really interesting because, um, you know, you have different people who specialize in different things. And for some people, like I had a lot of colleagues who were like, no, it's totally normal to see someone for two to three years, to be working through a problem for two to three years. Um, and that's like, that's if you're doing things well and correctly and people were praised for that. And I was not that type of practitioner. Like I was that my colleagues would call me like the, the therapist you send people when therapy doesn't work for people. Um, and <laughs> yeah, because I would see someone and a lot of times we would be getting through problems within like three to four months, six months at the, at like the most, um, which didn't make me like super popular with the clinics because like I had a, like a higher turnover rate than my colleagues, um, in regards to how long I was seeing people. But, um, yeah, like it, it's, it's really interesting because there, and I know that there are other therapists who are energetically curious and things like that, but I didn't know anyone in my sphere who was making the same connections and the same understanding. If anything, they were even like my friends now, they're still a little bit like, I don't know what you're doing really. Like when I gave one of them a reading and he was like, how did you know this? Like, how'd you know this stuff? And I was like, I saw it when I was doing the reading. <laughs> 
So yeah. I love that. No, I think that's really great because therapy is a wonderful tool. And we've said that all the time on this podcast that we love therapy and therapy can help, but it's also, you know, and there are situations where this is not the case, but it's not supposed to be something that you stick with forever and ever. You don't, yes, you're working through problems in a shorter span of time. Um, yeah. and it's interesting that you say that because I have heard that three year thing before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not the first person to tell me that I thought that was the standard, but apparently it does not have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. And I, and I don't know if it like what the majority of therapists like think, but for me, I always like, for me, that was a little bit unethical, um, because you don't know where somebody's going to be in three years. And like, you don't know if they're going to have the resources to continue therapy. Like my goal is really when a person comes to see me, I want to help you get to where you want to go in the best possible way and the most efficiently. And for me, I like, I don't want, I did, I was not the type of therapist who would take your fluff. So some clients will stay very service level. And those are usually the clients who are like, therapy doesn't work for me. I don't really feel like we talk about anything like deeper and I am always the one who is going to push you to go deeper because that's where the real work is. And I didn't know it, but my intuitive, I would get downloads about like clients and where they needed to go before the session and during the session. And so that's when I started to integrate it. And then, um, once I finished my intuitive healing, you know, program, it was about a four month program. Um, I really went to work at combining these because there's so much that I think people don't know or understand. And, and a lot of people think it's, you're either doing energy work or you're doing like the traditional, more science-backed clinical therapy, psychology work, but they actually go hand in hand. Yes. That is my favorite thing. I know that you are yes. like, heard me say this so many times, but mm-hmm. I love when people combine the two and let everybody know that science and technology and modern medicine advancement all go hand in hand with witchcraft side of things and the spiritual side of things. They interconnect. Absolutely. I don't think that they need to be at odds. So absolutely love that. That is exactly what you do in your practice. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. So it's, and it's my favorite thing. I just, I absolutely love it. And I love being able to help people understand it as well. So something that we were specifically going to get into today that you kind of specialize in, and I think is unique to you is Mm -hmm. the idea that you were talking about, about darker spiritual energies, um, how that impacts us. Cause I really am interested in that topic. And I don't think that's something that specifically I've talked too much in depth about on mm-hmm. this podcast. So let's, yeah. let's jump in there. That's yes, like absolutely. Topic, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So I like this topic is one of my favorite things to actually educate people about too, because it's, um, it's not something that I feel like a lot of practitioners, energetic practitioners talk about because I think it's still kind of taboo and it's kind of like, we don't want to scare the people away. Like, you know what I mean? That's exactly (laughs) what it is. Um, so what I have found is that with darker energies, darker entities, entities and energies is that sometimes the things that we experience mental health wise has to do with some type of energy or entity attaching themselves to us. And there's different layers, um, but on a very like general, you know, to start off with on a very general plane, you know, you, especially with like depression, a lot of times when we experience something traumatic, 
we open up our energy because our, as our bodies, as well as our energies are like, okay, how am I going to survive this? What do I need to do? And so sometimes that means we're actually calling entities into us, especially when we're children, because we don't have those protections or awareness, um, to kind of like set boundaries. Um, and so that can call entities at different energies onto us that then will kind of stick and stay and they can feel very heavy and they keep us in specific patterns. They keep us in survival mode. Um, and they blocks like energetic flow within our body. So a lot of times what some of the things that I'll see with depression, um, is that they're actually, uh, are a lot of times, a lot of beings that attach to are attached to the person. And that can add to like the feeling of like heaviness of sluggishness, of feeling exhausted of not being able to cope with rage. Um, and one of the things that they actually have you do when you are going through the, um, intuitive, like certification program is everyone receives a specific kind of healing called a compassionate beings release. And so essentially what that is, is you're having, you know, your classmates in the program do this healing for you. And it's releasing all of these different beings. Like sometimes you'll do like three at a time and then go back and do more. Um, but everyone essentially has beings on you and it does impact the patterns and the mindsets that you have. And it can actually, um, really take hold of like your physical body and how your physical body looks and um, anxious behaviors you have. And then it can go even on a deeper level. That's where a lot of times I will see personality disorders, like the denser, the energetic entity, the more likely I am to see personality disorders because personality disorders, they are caused by such trauma um, that like, it usually means that their aura, their energy has been completely open and they're like stuck at whatever point the trauma occurred, if that makes sense. And and I can go like deeper or more specific. I, I just want to make sure I, can, I give you time to digest and, and the audience time to digest as well. <laughs> yeah, that is a heavy topic, but I, I think yeah. that the audience kind of understands because it's something that comes up a lot with new witches who were sort of venturing down the path that they're like, okay, suddenly I feel a lot of, you know, energy, maybe spirits yeah. used to happen. And now all of a sudden I'm getting like hauntings, quote unquote, in yes. my house. Like, why is this going on? And it's yeah. just, you're tapping into more energy and that attracts energy. Yes. So yes. other beings, other spirits, uh, this, I've heard yeah. this with witches who practice fairy magic and the fae, they are, energy is attracted to energy. So the more that you yeah. are doing the spells and rituals, the more energy you're putting out and you have around you, things are attracted to that. And it kind of makes sense then that a, you know, darker side of that exists as well, where your energy yes. is on that lower, maybe depression, yeah. something else that's going to attract more negative energies like that as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and when you, um, one of the things that I learned pretty early on, cause I, when I was young, I grew up, I was intuitive looking back. I was terrified of like, I grew up Catholic. So I was ter terrified of like the devil and like any type of dark energy. I was terrified of ghosts. I was terrified of anything paranormal and like all that kind of stuff. And I would pick up on, you know, darker, denser energies. And then I kind of like learned to like ignore things. I had my routine, you know, I, I would pray and stuff like that. But when I started to learn about this work, one of the things that I, I realized as well as what I understand about like the subconscious psycho psychologically is when we have a wound that's stored within our bodies or even within our subconscious mind, it has its own energetic frequency. 
So if you start to work in energy, you know, like you said, like your baby, which is getting into stuff and you have these unprocessed wounds, that frequency is going to be amplified when you're starting to call things in. And so that's why intentions and setting boundaries, even like when you're starting to go into this work is important. Um, especially if you haven't done, you know, a lot of the, um, the emotional, um, legwork, whenever you, you have any type of, like you're going into something spiritual, there's always a level of emotional legwork. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I think that empaths uh, would really understand what you're talking about right now and just walking into a room and picking up everything that everyone is feeling. And if you are not an empath and have not experienced that, which I am not, I have, I have a great wall up on things uh, like a lot of you do. Uh, But I know that that is very common. And then it's very common to take those feelings and energies home with you. Yes. All of a sudden you're feeling things that are not your own. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, you know, they, once they like take them home with you, they don't have to necessarily stay on you, but they can stay like in your home or in, in your, like around you that still cause distress. They can, it can cause like nightmares or difficulty sleeping, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's really important to just be cognizant of that. Um, one of the things that I learned, um, in the last you know year or so is specifically like substances and, and, um, addiction. So, you know, in, in mental health, a lot of people will talk about addiction and sobriety and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things I learned on an energetic level is that, um, addicts because of their consumption of alcohol, of substances, it actually opens up their, their field. So even if they have shields, it can kind of like poke holes in your shields or in your aura. And so, and it just opens the door for these beings to come in and you can, they, they tend to bring them home with them. So I have, I've had a lot of clients who had, um, parents who were alcoholics, um, or addicts and they stress and it influenced, impacted their mental health as teenagers, as children, because, you know, this parent was bringing stuff home all the time. And so it actually caused their energy to always be on guard, um, in survival mode, which then put their body in distress all of the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That that actually makes sense as to to how that work. Yeah. Yeah. So there there's, there's just so many different levels to it. Um, that, you know, I don't think a lot of people do talk about because it, it sounds like it's, it sounds like a very scary topic, but one of the things, and one of the reasons I want to share more about this is because there are things that you can do to help prevent beings from attaching to you, to um, clear them from your energies so and, and just allow you to have that clear space and feel more of yourself and process your emotions without the pressure or influence of these energetic um, parasites. So Which is perfect because that's exactly the next question that I was going perfect. to ask. <laughs> yes. What do you say? How could somebody sort of recognize that this might be happening to them? And yeah. how could, what would be like sort of the first steps about figuring out what's going on and clearing yeah. that? Yeah. So one of the things um, that like as a sign that you might have, you know, a being attached to is, um, or in your home is kind of like, if you recognize that you were always like anxious or just distressed, like you were on edge all the time. Um, and then like when you are, you know, triggered or something, um, happens that you feel like you're not even yourself. Like you don't know why you react this way. Um, some of those same things that like might bring us to therapy in the first place. Um, those are, are, are usually like 
big identifiers to me, especially if somebody is like, I don't really know who I am. I don't know why I react this way. Like, I don't know why I get so angry and I, and I express myself in this way. Like I, I know that I'm not, I don't hate this person or I don't, you know, they struggle with relationships. That's usually a big identifier for me. Um, or if you are somebody who identifies with, um, having like very extreme highs and lows, that kind of thing. Um, and then what can you do to start clearing yourself, um, and protecting yourself from these, you know, darker energies, these darker entities, entities. So one of the first things you can do is just like every single night, um, before you go to bed is I always call in like light from source. And I just have it like go through my body. And I set the intention, like this is clearing anything, um, from my body, from my energetic body, from my physical body. And if you know how to do a, a, a body scan, you can look for any dark patches in your aura or on your body. You know, you can always start with just like, kind of like poking it. Does it seem like, you know, is it something that's a little bit like looser, like a wound, or does it have a shape? Um, anything that you might see is like a shape, um, I, or like an animal or something like that. That's usually a being. And you can um, set the intention, like you can call in any of the guides or ascended masters you work with um, if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself, but like you essentially want to push it up towards the light or you can push it down into the earth, but outside of your body um, so that it can like return to the light and be turned into something more beautiful and wonderful. Um, and then protection wise, you know, before you leave the house, um, if you are going out like drinking and things like that setting like an energetic protection bubble and set a really strong intention that it's going to hold that nothing can attach to you um or come into your energetic you know body field um and you can always you know reinforce it by you if you're somebody who likes to use like crystals or um herbs and things like that you can always reinforce it with those kinds of things um it just depends on how comfortable you are with your own energetic protection practice do you find in your line of work that you are doing these things every day? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I do these, especially when I am doing, cause I do so many healings and because I, in the healings, I'm usually clearing at least one being from a person. Um, and if it's somebody who this is like their first healing, their first reading, it's multiple beings and, um, and they can be very dense. So I am always doing these things. And especially as somebody, um, I'm considered a, a transmuter. So I can turn, you know, darker, denser energy into light. Um, it's a lot of times I, I will call things in unconsciously as well, but more so because they're ready to be turned into light. So I'm always like making sure that, you know, I'm not courting with anything or anyone and I'm, I'm clearing my energy. Um, it's a way for me to stay, feel safe in my practice. Um, and in the past, even as a therapist, I realized that, I would let clients cord to me and I would let these different things in when I didn't have a practice like that. So it's, I do it pretty much every day. Um, but it always, it, it's become something like, you know, going on a walk just because it also feels good. So it turned into this really great part of my routine. Yeah. I think that is a great way to sort of start and yes. end, end your day. I mean, regardless yes. of yeah. you know, what you do for a living, but especially for yes. you, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 And you can always, if you're somebody who's like, oh, I just don't think that a daily practice is going to, you know, work for me. Cause I understand I've been there. 
Um, one of the things you can do is you can do it, you know, weekly where you just do a lot, you spend a little bit of a longer time, um, clearing your energy and taking your time and then set the intention that, you know, this energetic field that you're putting up is going to hold like for a week or for whatever amount of time that you are going to dedicate, you know, if it's once a week, it's, it's once every three days, you know, you can set and leave it, but you just really have to set the protection or set the intentions for it and ask for help from your guides or whoever you work with. And if somebody were, you know, doing their clearings and trying to mm-hmm. heal this, is there anything that they can do then to protect themselves and their family going forward? Yeah. So, um, especially when it comes to like your family, um, cause I, I have a five-year-old, so I regularly like do little protections for her and stuff for her as well. Um, there's lots of different things you can do it. And it depends like what kind of, which you are like some people, um, I also use herbs and stuff sometimes. Um, but you can, for your home, for example, it's called like the bubble and shielding you can do for yourself, but then, um, it's called gridding. So for your home, you can grid every doorway, every like entryway and kind of like clean up your space. Um, if you can, what you would do is you would close your eyes, um, and focus on the space. Like if it's an office, if it's a room, and I do recommend wherever you do your practice, your rituals to energetically kind of cleanse it once a week. Um, but you would use a spiral, um, sacred geometric shape and just kind of like see the energy, like almost like a little mini tornado and like whirl it up and you would send it up to the light or into the earth. Um, and that's going to just help everything like stay fresh or like even if some stagnant energy hangs around, like it's not going to call in other, like other things. Um, and it also helps like for me. And when people come into my house, I have a grid on my door. So when they come through the door, it kind of like washes them because it's like, um, I use like the element of water for it. Um, but it kind of like washes them as they come through. So they're not bringing as much junk with them. Um, when they come totally into my it. house, yes. <laughs> when they come I use crystals for the same purpose. I'm like, that's not coming in here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, you're welcome, but your, your crap, your, your stuff is not. <laughs> so yeah, yes. I, I, and I highly recommend it having the same way you would clean your house is the same frequency that you should be doing energy cleaning, clearings of different areas of your house. I, Absolutely. Trying to see that regularly. Yes. You know, if it's just the normal family members that live here that are usually here, then everything's like, okay. But um, when we have to like go out and deal with other people in the world, but then also those people like come over here, I'm like, oh gosh, you you all have like so much. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm the same way. Yes. And that like, and my daughter, you know, this is something you can always teach your kids is just teach them like before they go, they go to school, they leave the house. Like, even though my daughter, she's only five. So she like, does it very, like, I guess what I would call like sloppy, but she, (laughs) I'll say, did you bubble and shield? And so she just closes her eyes. She takes a deep breath and she uses her hands and she's literally like, okay. Like she just puts her hands like in front of her as for a shield and then makes a bubble with her hands and imagines she's in the middle of it before she leaves the house. And that is like a way that she helps keep also because she's so empathetic as well. It helps her keep other people's like energies and emotions out of her, her field. So she doesn't have to process so much during the day. She can really focus. And that actually helps her with focus in the classroom too. So I do recommend those practices for kids too. 
That's wonderful. I mean, that's such a physical visual thing. That yes. You do, but you know what? That's helpful for adults too. Some people are. Yes, absolutely. You know this is for that everyone. way you can see it in their mind. There's nothing wrong with like doing like a physical motion of it. That's exactly yes. what you're trying to do. Yes. Especially if you're starting out and you're like magic practice, I recommend using your hands and, and, and having that physical act because it just goes, it goes so much further, even with intention setting. I still do that sometimes. I have no problem yeah, with visualization. And I can see things in my mind's eye. I know that's mm-hmm. uh, not everybody is capable of that. I can. Yeah. I will still do things <laughs> like physically, and I'm like physically yeah. draw it out. I'm like, here's my boundary. Like, yes, use my hand, use my wand. I'm like, this is it, or like mark yes. it some way. It's just helpful. So yes, absolutely. Your five year old has the right idea. I like it. Yes, it's it's awesome. So and and those are really going to be the best ways to protect yourself um, from beings, especially like darker energies and beings, and um, including like you know it's like hexes or spells. Like there, that's a, another thing that you know it's a whole different conversation of the sense of you know our words. Some people can like energetically hex us unconsciously, be, just based off of their words and how and their feelings towards us. So those kinds of protections will shield you and your family from those things as well. And that happens so much more than you would think. And they do not yes. have to be witches. I will tell you yes, that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, and most of the time they're not. Like I've, no, I've most of the time they're not because no. they don't know that they're yes. doing it. But yeah, my yes. husband has had that plenty of times um, with you know <laughs> certain family members where he just comes yes. home and he's like, I feel awful after going yeah. over there. Why do I come home? Like, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Let me pull out the yeah. crystals. We're going to do some work. Yes, exactly. I- Yes. People just, they don't realize that they are sending that they might not, you know, be intentionally doing it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. I was, um, I was working with a client and, you know, she was like, I don't know why all of a sudden I feel like so sick and so lethargic. And so, you know, we'd been working together for a little while and, you know, I went in, I was like, okay, well, let me just go. I'll check your energy. Let's just do another reading. And she actually was experiencing like a hex from somebody, but the, somebody was what I would call like a muggle. Like they're not spiritually <laughs> open. They're not, they're not like into energy work and stuff like that, but their specific energy, like they had a very strong emotional reaction to my client because of like a certain situation with like an ex or something like that. And so they were jealous. They had this really big emotion and then they, you know, whatever they were speaking over her, like behind her back or like in her, in their own mind's eye, that emotion paired with the words becomes a spell in itself. And so it, it hexed her, it hexed her energy. And she like her protections were down, you know, at, at this, at this point in time, whenever it happened. And so like a lot of people think that it's like witches who hex or like, it's like, you have to be magical, but a lot of everyday muggle people do that because it just takes a strong enough emotion and some type of like either visual of like, Oh, I hope that like they spill their coffee or I hope like, I hope that they don't end up, you know, getting married or whatever because of that emotion. And that's in itself, like a curse or a hex. It is. And that can happen all the time. And, you know, yes. for and it, yes. <laughs> the witches who are listening, um, it works when you do that yourself. So just so you know, if you're putting that yeah. out, yes. um, <laughs> thinking that way, which I will sometimes do on purpose. Like if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, I hope that you don't find a parking spot for a week and you would park at the back of the lot, every place you go. <laughs> like, I hope that energy yeah. to them, but it's a very, real yes, that's happening. yes, yes. So, and, and that's just like the 
the, you know, daily like frustration. So then when you're having somebody who really felt hurt by you for some, for some reason, you know, that's a really strong energy to kind of be attaching itself to you. So doing those protections regularly and cleansing is going to help you clear that out and keep any of those kinds of things from actually coming into your energetic bubble. And I'm like using my hands to explain as if you can see me, but it's like, <laughs> Have you had any experiences where something is attached to someone, um, but it wasn't theirs that maybe it was passed on from someone else passed down to them? Because I still, I I am for myself, um, Mm -hmm. I am juries out on generational curses. Like, I don't know, like that would be the right word for it, but I do think that there is. Yeah traumas that can be passed on from like, yeah, I call it, I usually call it generational curses, but not in the sense, not in the like same way where I like looked up what that technically means, but how I use it is like, um, uh, and it can happen with means is like very dramatic and like pop culture-y, like, like yes. this movie, like the yes. evil witch, like cursed all your family line. I'm like, I don't know. Yes. About that. Yes. And it's not usually that. So a lot of times what I find is like, there's a being attached because of some, some type of trauma that happened to your grandmother, your mother. Um, and I work with a lot of women. So a lot of my examples are like female oriented and female line oriented. Um, and it's passed down. And that's a lot of times those are like really dense beans because they're not hanging really like outside of your, like of your energetic body, but like kind of like in your energy. And that's where, you know, it can turn into things like, um, like, uh, diseases that are are passed down. Um, so I actually, you know, I I've worked with lots of clients who struggle with depression and their mothers struggle with depression, like where it's in their family line. And a lot of times it's passed down and there is a being in there. Um, and the, the illness in itself has its own energetic code that's passed down because of a specific trauma. And one of the interesting things that I found is that, you know, sometimes like for people who they might not have depression, the first half of their life. And then all of a sudden it's really intense and it's really severe. Um, and you, and when it has that ancestral, um, energetic, like dynamic, what usually happens is that wound was passed down, passed down, passed down. And then something felt energetically similar to the wound that the grandmother, the great grandmother experienced. And so therefore, it like turned it on as a survival response, as opposed to just like, and as opposed to how we see it as an illness. Um, I've also seen this with personality disorders where like the mother was a narcissist and the daughter's a narcissist. And like the, the grandmother was like, you know, borderline. Like I've seen that also with personality disorders. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting to see how these things are passed down, but it usually happens when there are wounds that have been unprocessed when the person has passed or when like certain intentions are set, like you might have a person who passes away and was like, and, and hasn't dealt with stuff and was like, I will never, her energy is like, I will never let the women in my family experience this kind of pain again. But because it's coming from an unprocessed place, it might take form in like a specific physical illness or um like infertility and things like that. And, um, and I've also talked uh, about this topic with um, some of my friends, my colleagues who are like medical intuitives or fertility intuitives, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate for anyone you know listening that we said at the beginning of this that the medical goes hand in hand. So mm-hmm. if you are doing this healing, 
but like while you're doing that and working on all these things and doing your protections that your brain chemistry needs the help of medication. That's, that's what modern medicine yes. is there for. They go hand in Absolutely. hand. So don't feel yes. like we're saying like, you know, clear this yes. energy and you're going to be okay. Like people need help. And that is why that help exists. And you should. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I always tell my clients, I'm like, if you need medicine to like lift the bottom, to help you do this work, that's what it's there for. I like, you know, it's, it's there to help you to get to a place where you can start to do the healing and you can start to do the processing. Like if you're at a point where you can't, you know, sleep, you can't eat, you're not, you're not getting out of bed, you know, and you need something to help you with that so that you can just function so that you can show up and do the work. That's really important. Um, and like, you know, I, my, all my friends who like our medical colleagues and were, were nurses before they entered the energy work, you know, we'll talk about like medicine is still helpful. Like this energy, doing energy work, doing these healings, doesn't mean that medicine, like now you don't need medicine. There's still going to be times where you may need it for things, but this is just on a, on a deeper level. And, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I totally, <laughs> I agree. Like, it's just, you, they go hand in hand. You're using them together, makes it so much more powerful and more effective. Yeah. I just, I always want to reiterate that yes. <laughs> we, like, we like both hand in hand and yes. you know, we never want anybody to go off their medication because Yes, we are doing this energy work, like talk to your doctor and professionals and know that yes. the is there if you need it. <laughs> yes, both of those things are very important, but you know, that as a licensed professional, um, yes. <laughs> I am the kid of a doctor. So I'm like, we like vaccines and medication and all of those yes. things. wonderful, absolutely covering my house in crystals and doing yeah. all sorts of cleansing with herbs. Exactly. All of those things go hand in hand here. Yes. Yeah. And I, absolutely. I, I tell people, I'm like, modern medicine isn't like, it's, it was still great. It's still a gift. It just means like now we're in a time when we can bridge like ancient practices with modern medicine and have these beautiful, beautiful results that are more effective that happen faster. Um, and I think that that's just a wonderful thing. It absolutely is. I want yes. to thank you very much for yes. sharing your expertise and your, all of your opinions on this subject, because absolutely. yeah, I think that this, the whole idea of the darker energy and how that affects your mental and physical mm -hmm. health is something that people, yeah, I would say fear was the right word there that they yeah. don't want yes. to talk about it, don't want to address it. And they don't want to scare their patients away being like, oh, there's, yes. this, there's this dark energy around you. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. It sounds scary, but yes. look at all of these ways that you can help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have way more power than you think you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure when you have a whole bunch of dense energy surrounding you, it feels like you have no power that they have the yes. power, but that's But they don't. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They will leave because you can make them leave. And that is the best thing that I have ever learned. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much for being here. Um, if uh, another shout out for just um, your platforms, if somebody wanted yes. to work with you and reach out to you, where could they go for that? So you can go to my Instagram, which is Anna Marie F at Anna Marie F green or my website, Anna Marie And you can either message me and ask about what the options are, but I do currently have um, uh, 30 minute readings and 30 minute healings to start off. Um, and I will include in for you to put in the show notes, a, a discount code or an offer code for a special offer code for your audience. Um, uh, if you would want to work with me or, you know, you want to work with me about like a child or a family member. Um, I also do that with people too. So I would love to hear from you guys, even if it's just to ask a question about this topic. 
thank you. And thank so you much. for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved having this conversation. Thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate it. And listeners, yes. I will have all of that information that we just mentioned linked over in the show notes at whichwednesdays.com. So you can check all of that out. And that is everything that I've got for this week. And I will see you guys next week. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.